The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Serena Bellissimo, presenter of the Bellissimo Files podcast, is here to take us behind these screens at the Golden Globes last night. Are you tired, Serena? I'm fading. I'm fading. Mm. It was two hours sleep last night. Um, what time did this all end at? So, we'll see. They start because it's live from It's one. It starts at mm. one o'clock Irish time. So, the red carpet kicked off at 12 a.m. Then it's one o'clock Irish time and then it ends. It's supposed to be finished by four. It's never finished by four. It was about quarter past four, 20 past four. Okay. So, before we talk about winners and losers... Um, let's put the awards in context. Yeah. There was some suggestion people might not turn up to this, that it would be boycotted. Well, a couple of people did boycott. Who? So, Tom Cruise, he last year... So, okay, for anyone who doesn't know, the Golden Globes are made up... It's an award ceremony presented by the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, which up until a couple of years ago only had membership of 78 people. Okay. And it does what it says on the t- on the tin. It's foreign press who work in Hollywood. Okay. Yeah? Then a couple of years ago, um, it just broke out that there was no diversity in the Hollywood foreign press. There were a couple of alleged bribery. We won't say bribery. We'll just say accepting extravagant gifts and stuff. So they had to change their ways. Last year, um, NBC said, we're not televising. They usually telecast it and they went, we're not doing it. Walk away, make some changes. They made some changes. Not many. Like there wasn't a person of colour. On the the Hollywood Foreign Press Association up until twenty well they may have been prior but in twenty twenty there were none there was none out of no. the seventy yards they no. were all white yes and this year I think they added six so there's about eleven new people so there's a membership of about a hundred and that's where it gets you thinking you're sitting there going okay I know it's prestigious and stuff but really this is a ceremony where only a hundred people get to vote it just felt like. The star power was missing. Like there was no Kate Blanchett. There was no Nicole Kidman. I'm trying to think of someone oh, who's not Australian. Not Australian. Yeah, exactly. No <laughs> there was Hugh no Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Kate <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Blanchett won. Kevin Costner won, and Zendaya won, and none of them were there. Mm. So it, it just didn't have the same feel about it. That you know, it used to be the fun one because TV and film came together, and everyone celebrated, and there was food, and there was drink. One of the the creator of White Lotus got up to an accept uh, accept an award for best um, TV show, and he was just like, "I'm really sorry, I'm drunk. I asked for food, but no one's been feeding me." So it just seemed to be the drink. So- Always the peril at a dinner dance to, to <laughs> o- overdo the old uh, drink before the food gets served. Completely. So look, it did feel a bit flat. They had their very first. So it was the 80th anniversary of the Golden or 80th year of the Golden Globes for the first time ever. In its history, it was hosted by a black man. Oh, who hosted it? A comedian called Gerard Gerard Carmichael. So he's a stand-up comic. I love it. It was a bit flat in places, the audience. I think people are sick of award ceremonies. I think that's what it is. And when you break it down, as I said, it's not your peers. It's not even, you know, hundreds of people voting. It's this select group, 100 people going, this is what we think should say I awards. wonder, is it, ha- is it a victim of social media? Right, hear me out. Go on. So... Years ago, the Oscars, it was this once a year. Yeah. We all got a, kind of a little glimpse at the, the glamorous lifestyle 
of all these Hollywood icons. Beyond that, like, unless they were photographed in a magazine or you were watching them in a film, you didn't see them. Yep. Uh, whereas now, they're just ubiquitous. You can just follow them on your phone. You can see what they're doing all at the time. Also, for weeks leading up to the big event and for the weeks after, as part of the big PR machine, all previous events, lots of speeches are being shared yep. and remember this. I just think it's all just a bit, we've all decided, you know what, this is all a bit sycophantic. I, I agree 100%. It goes back to the Meryl Streep theory of Meryl Streep. Oh, you don't see her doing... Her. The theory today, <laughs> sort of, sort okay. of. Well, she doesn't do a lot of press. She she does press during junket time, mm. but she doesn't open up her home to people because not you know so she she's not on a, any of these social channels. No, Instagram, no. Twitter, nothing. O- OnlyFans, no, maybe OnlyFans. Maybe no, no, she's not. She's not on OnlyFans. <laughs> but what it means is, Meryl said this time and time again. If I want to be a nun, you'll believe me. If I want to be in Mamma Mia, you'll believe me. Mm. Because I'm a bit of an enigma. So you see me, you see the glamour side, but you don't see anything past that. I agree with you with the speeches. Like there was, I think the highlight for me last night were the speeches, but this is just the beginning. How many different ways are these recipients going to have to say thank you in the next couple of weeks? Well, let's listen to one of them saying thank you. Here is Colin Farrell after picking up uh, an acting award for the Banshees of Inishirin. Martin McDonough, I owe you so much, man. 14 years ago, you put me working with Brendan Gleeson, my dance partner, and you changed the trajectory of my life forever in ways that I begrudgingly will be grateful to you for the rest of my days. Um, To work on this film, I I never expect films to work or to find an audience, and when they do, it's shocking to me, and so I'm so horrified by what's happened around Banshees over the last couple of months in a thrilling kind of way. Um, Brendan, I just, I love you so much. I love you so much. To get to to cohabitate this creative space with you every day, all I did when I came to work every day was aspire to be your equal. I'm not saying I even got there, but the aspiration kept me going. Oh, my gosh. Do me a favour. Go and watch that on YouTube because yeah. I think I've watched that speech three or four times now and I, it's like I'm hearing it for the first time. What we don't hear at the start either is he goes on stage and Anna de Armas, who played Marilyn Monroe in Blonde, mm. she was presenting the award. He goes on stage and I'd say for the first 20 seconds, he's just talking to her about how much he loved her performance yeah. in Blonde. And then he goes on to thank Brendan. He thanks um, every single main cast member, Martin McDonough we heard there, and even Jenny the Donkey gets a mention. Wow. So, But he wasn't the only one who won. Martin McDonough won for Best Screenplay mm-hmm. and it won Best Comedy or Film. So it's not going to win an Oscar because that's the great thing about oh. the... I don't think it will because comedies don't usually win... If, if one, if you win one, you don't win the other. Is that the feeling? Not necessarily, but it's very rare that a comedy wins an Oscar. So that's what I like about the Golden Globes, mm. that they separate the drama from the comedy. Because Fableman's won Steven Spielberg's um, semi-autobiographical um, film, that one best film. Okay. Drama. So I so don't know if it'll win. win the, uh, when was the last, I'm putting on spot now, so maybe people will text in, the last comedy to win an Oscar. See, was I, Parasite kind of black comedy? I wouldn't, would you put it on black? Mm. Just about. At a stretch. At, at a stretch. And like, I'm even thinking the... I, but laugh I, out loud. It wasn't laugh out loud. No. See, like, <laughs> I, I'm even thinking, I can, I can never get this right, so you're going to have to help me. Okay. Three Ebbings, Missouri. Three, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Thank you. I never get that right. Yeah. That at a stretch. But that, that didn't win either, did it? It, it, it wasn't just, like 40-year-old virgin comedy. No, it wasn't. It I remember way. in 1987, <laughs> Big should have received a nomination. Like Tom Hanks should have been mm. awarded Best Actor for his 
um, performance in Big and he just won't get it. They always go down the drama line. But there was some comedy last night. Oh, yeah, what was there? Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, yes, from White Lotus. Yeah. Actually, let's take a listen to her picking up her and watch. Just in okay. case, just in case we haven't edited it out, if you haven't seen it, there's spoilers in this speech. And I just want to say, um, Mike White, you have given me hope for... Just you've given me a new beginning. Even this is the end, because you did kill me off, but it doesn't matter, because even if this is the end, you sort of changed my life in a million different ways, and my neighbors are speaking to me, things like that. And, and, you know I mean? None of those people. I was never invited to one party on my hill, and now everyone's inviting me. Karen, you can unblock your ears now. Yeah. I can't believe it. Yes. I haven't seen season two yet. Oh, please. I, I, I apologise if you haven't, but we said that there was a major spoiler okay, in there. Well, I didn't um, hear it, so please do not uh, talk I, to me about her. Let's talk to you about her because this was this was a constant spoiler. this was a constant theme I felt during all the speeches, which I really loved. She talked about her struggle. You know, she's an older woman who, for many years, no one wanted to cast her, and she was like, "Thank you, thank you to the five people who can who continuously cast me just so I could." survive in this industry. She never thought she would have the success that she's having mm. right now. Um, oh, Michelle Yeoh also won oh, yeah. Best Actress. Again, 60. And she was just like, I can't believe it. I'm finally being seen. for she's the 60? Yeah, I couldn't believe that, that either. Great, isn't she? Yeah, but she was like, for the first 40 years of my career, people weren't seeing me. You know, this, this was all about representation. And I loved if you Google one speech. Google Ryan Murphy, he won the Carol Burnett Award. It's like a Lifetime Achievement Award. Um, Eddie Murphy won the other one, the Cecil B. Yeah. But the Ryan Murphy one was incredible because he wasn't just talking about his career. He actually shone the light on actors in the LGBTQ plus community who he brought up. And it was just like, I just, I, I want you to see the diversity on our screens. It was just an incredible speech. And the, the speeches I felt had heart. But as I said, Kieran, this is just the beginning. How are these mm. people who are going to be continuously winning um, awards? Because then, you know, we've got the SAGs and then the Independent Spirit Awards. And then you've got the Oscars. Like, by the time you get to the Oscars in March... We're going to be over it. And that's what I feel a bit <laughs> such a first world problem. But I do feel sad. I feel like by the time we get to the Oscars, it's sort of lost its tarnish. Well, there's nothing wrong with first world. We live in the first world, yeah. Serena. Our <laughs> problems are going to be of that Ridiculous. nature. You know, yeah. they are. Anyway, uh, Serena Bellissimo, presenter of the Bellissimo Files podcast. We'll talk to you at the same time next week. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.